In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Whenever God starts a history-making, earth-shaking, kingdom-building movement, he almost always starts with men. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with our co-host and producer of the show, Dale Culver. What is the deal with Yeel? Shlamiel. Uh, Dude, lo, lo, what's that movie? What was that show? Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. There we go. They're good. All right. There you go. Just the guys <laughs> that we're targeting for this podcast, they've never heard of those guys. Never heard of them. <laughs> they wouldn't Laverne and Shirley. It. That was the show that happened after Happy Days that you had to watch because you only had one channel. Three's Company, baby. And, uh, yeah. So, oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started about Suzanne Summers. What was that her name? What was her name yeah, in your life? Oh, I my goodness. So. Oh, you know what? Did you say, what is the name of your wife? No. <laughs> no. Suzanne Summers brought up uh, middle school memories of a Playboy uh, magazine with her in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Lord okay. Jesus, help me. Triggers. Oh, man. Lord Jesus, come quick. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, All right, that, moving guys. right along here. Reality is a bear. Woo. Don't sin. Anyway, you got a man law? Yeah. Don't look at Playboy. Yes, eight, there you go. When you're tw- 10 years old. Done. <laughs> Uh, I was going to uh, say this, and this is, again, piggybacking off last week. Never go at it alone. Take someone along with you. Oh, yeah. Because the lion picks off the lonely prey out there. And you might think you could go at it alone, but you need someone with you. Yeah. So That's a true statement, man. Don't, don't ever start something on your own, like something great, because you're only going to be able to do... It isn't great if you're starting alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're starting something alone, trust me, it's not going to be great. Isn't it amazing how like you can start something, and you're doing it, and then someone else comes along, and you're like, oh my gosh. What happened? How great is this? Well, worse than that, you hit the nail on the head. Like I know when I hunt, everything I do as a hunter is to lure game away from their safety of their numbers right so we try to jump uh upland birds and scatter them we try to call ducks in we try to call bugle and elk away from the herd everything we do as a hunter is to kill and to lure away fishing you're trying to pull that fish out of the safety of the current to chase something that's not that's artificial, and that's exactly what the enemy does. He tries to get you to chase after something that's artificial or something that's counterfeit or something that's less than, and he isolates you and he picks you off. And I love those guys that say, I just like, I'm a very personal person. 
I don't like. I I'm don't a let private in. person, dude. Seriously, come on. You're yeah. only going to go so far. Well, yeah. At very best, you're going to survive alone, right? And never, never kick down the gates of hell. That's at best. It's at worst, at worst, you're going to be picked off by the enemy because there are a lot of. We learned this la- at our last week's equipping. There are a lot of voices out there that mock, and curse, and ridicule the cross and the things of the cross. And if you don't have a group of men to stand with who will speak against those and stand with you to push back the darkness, you're going to be pushed back. Right. I've seen it over and over again, countless, countless times. And the first thing that goes when a guy starts to fall away from the things of God is Christian relationships with other dudes. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing. And so anyway, hey, I want to get into the meat of the podcast today, which runs along the same current as your man law. And uh, that is uh, going to jump into Acts chapter 2 again. We're going to continue starting with verse 14. But if you remember last week, we spoke to you from Acts chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, about locking arms with other men, standing with other men who will have your back, who will have your front, who will lift you, who will drag you, who will pull you, who will lock shields with you. And we shared with you last week about a, a new announcement that we're very excited about. We're launching 10 brand new virtual teams. These will involve men from all around the world. So if you want to be one of those men, 10 teams, let's say let's say 70 to 100 men, please let us know at menandarena.org, and we will definitely get you pointed in the right direction. So guys, God has placed a great weight upon our shoulders as men. As we look carefully at Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 22, we see what that great weight is. So let's look at this weight. Remember last week we talked about standing with other men because God wants to start with you. Let's look at this. Verse 14 says this. Again, this is the first sermon preached that launched the new church, the New Testament church of Jesus, with 3,000 converts in one day. And here's how it started. Men of Judea, I'm starting in verse 14. Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose. Again, he's speaking against the mocking voices. For it is only the third hour of the day, which is nine o'clock then. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. Now, from verses 17 to 21, Peter basically quotes the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 to 32, and he concludes the Joel passage with verse 21. Here it is. And it shall be that everyone, men and women, do you catch that? That's really important. Everyone. He starts with men of Judea, but then he says in verse 21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now look at what happens in verse 22. Men of Judea, listen to these words. I don't know if you caught that, guys, but let me explain what I'm talking about here. It is objectively undeniable. It is objectively undeniable that in the Bible and church history, whenever God starts a history-making, earth-shaking, kingdom-building movement, he almost always starts with men. Men are God's starting place. The progression of the church's explosion in Acts chapter 2 started with Peter addressing and focusing his message on the men. In other words, the heavy weight of reaching our world for Jesus, the heavy weight of reaching your world for Jesus starts with you, men. 
Jack Hayford, pastor of Church on the Way, wrote this. In most of his workings throughout history and scripture, God starts with men. Get that? Men are God's starting place. The shaping of man is foundational to anything God sets out to do. And you've heard this in 1997, Baptist Press surveyed, and I believe this is biblical as well, that if the mother is the first to become a Christian in her household, there's a 17% chance probability that everyone else will follow. However, if the father is the first to become a Christian in the household, there's a 93% chance probability that everyone in the household will follow. I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again, because I know there are naysayers out there saying, well, what about today? What about today? It's different. And well, let's look at yesterday. Let's we got to track our history to know where we are today. The human race started with a man, Adam. The covenant of the Testaments was given to a man, Abraham. The 12 tribes of the nation of Israel began with a man, Jacob. The redemption of Israel was given through a man, Moses. The promised land was conquered through a man, Joshua. The royal prototype of Messiah was a man, David. The savior of the world came as a man, Jesus. The, Jesus launched his church with men, the disciples later called the apostles. The leader of the first church was a man, Peter. The apostle to the non-Jewish or Gentile world was a man, Paul. The transformative leader of your family is a man, you. The top 10 most influential people in church history are Paul, Constantine, Athanasius, Augustine, Jerome, Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas, I'm sorry, Teresa of Avila, Luther, Calvin, and Wesley. Nine out of ten of these people are men. Church, what am I saying here, guys? Church should focus their efforts, energy, and funds on reaching men first and those they love. A man should always feel wanted and welcomed in a church, and whatever we do as church leaders, we should always consider how it will affect the men. How do you know if you have a manly church? Well, here's what I want to say. you Because you have strong, powerful women. I'm being really honest with you. Weak women will not help you launch and maintain a strong church. Strong women do that. Strong women who understand that when her husband gets it, everyone wins. Strong women who live beyond the cultural biases and rely on the word of God only. Strong women who realize that when you reach one man, you reach the entire household. Those strong and powerful women are difference makers. We need them. But let's look at your church. How do you know if your church attracts men? Well, let's look at your sanctuary. Does it reflect men? Let's look at what you call it. Do you call it a sanctuary? Do you call it a uh, worship center? What do you call it? How about this? What do the men's bathrooms look like? Do they Are they manly? Do they have things in the wall that men would, uh, would appeal to men? Do they attract men? How about the platform? Is it decorated with, with pink flowers and pastels, or is it decorated to attract the men? How about the pastor and the men in the church? How do they dress? They drink dress in purple leisure suit, suits or flowing robes of glory, or do they dress like men in everyday life? We've, we've gone to several speaking appointments. I had to laugh because we're in other states, and every man is wearing just their jeans like most men wear their jeans like a man. Then you have these guys come in as guest speakers from the West Coast, and they got their jeans rolled up like a bunch of high school kids. That's not how men dress. Men just don't do that. If they do in that audience, then roll your pants up. But in this audience that we're talking about, they never do. So dress like the men dress. In summer, our church goes outside. We spend a month and a half outside during the summertime. Why do we do that? To appeal to men. How about your pastor? Does he use object lessons and stories to engage the men? 
That's important. What about the selection of music? Who do you have in mind when you sing your songs? You know, he- music like with lyrics like heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss or your love is extravagant, your friendship is intimate, I feel my moving to the rhythm of your grace, your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place because your love is extravagant. These are songs that are actually wildly popular in the church, and I tell you, they should not belong. Those should be anathema in churches that are wanting to attract attract men. So look at your church Look at your slides, your worship slides. What do those look like? Are those done to appeal to men? What about the temperature of the room? Is it cool to appeal to men? What about the room atmosphere? Is Are the lights darkened to attract men? We have to think about men if we're going to reach the men because God started with men. The church started with men. Peter's first sermon, as we just read today, started with men. And God wants you guys to start with men, you. Hey, guys, if you have any questions or if you have a church that's really interested, feel free to give me a call. Uh, I am booking right now for the fall and spring, and it fills up quick. So make sure you get a hold of me at manlyradio.org. I'd love to come to your church and address these issues. But, guys, before that, head on over to our website at manlyradio.org. Grab your free electronic version of our bathroom book for men. When you do that, we'll also add you to our weekly equipping blast to men. For men, it's designed to help you become your best version. And then head on over to one of our Facebook forum, either our Facebook forum uh, called Men in the Arena or our internet forum on our website. You can sign up for that as well through our website. Hey, guys, did you know that Men in the Arena exists to help you become your best version? We are a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization designed to inspire you to become your best version. Because of a large group of financial champions like you, we're able to freely offer our podcast weekly equipping blast, discussion forums, plus our small group resources for missionaries and men in underdeveloped nations. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at menintherena.org. Until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Start with men grind it out and be a man men in the arena if you hunger to be your best version join us along with thousands of men from around the world check out our men in the arena forums you can join on facebook or on our website at men in the arena.org while you're on our website remember to pick up your free electronic version of jim's bathroom book for men the field guide it's a daily study of manly words with epic stories in the bible thank you for listening to this episode of the men in the arena podcast Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.